Welcome to the Merge Boo Podcast. Yeah, yeah, welcome to the podcast about Survivor and movies. I'm Joel Edmiston. I'm Cody Crane. And Damien. Oh, am I supposed to introduce myself? Yeah, yeah. yeah quickly, no one told quickly. me what was happening. Just quickly say your name. We don't do that here on this podcast. I don't know what's going on. You didn't explain any of that. Say on your a- name. Say your name so I can get to the last part. I'm Damian Depping. And we have one thing in common. <laughs> hey, we want to talk Cody. about the animal. I said this to Cody before we started. If you yell at me, I'm leaving. I don't care. <laughs> okay. Well, okay. Can we we'll, we'll, we'll go through the names again so I can do the, the, the thing. I'm he Joel wants Edmison. to do his song. I'm Cody Crane. And I'm Damian Depping. And we have one thing in common. We want to talk about the animal. That's right. We're talking about um, Colleen Haskell from season one of Survivor. Borneo, the sixth place finisher, the final um, uh, tribe member left from Pagong. um, uh, Famously voted out by Richard Hatch, but voted for Kelly in the final two. Um, uh, but she was in a movie called The Animal in 2001 with Rob Schneider. And guess what? We're going to be talking about that today. Um, and Damien, you might not know this, but I'm mm-hmm. not editing out that start bit where we tried it. I was going to say, you better not. So the listeners at home, <laughs> was it worth uh, us redoing the intro for Joel's song? I think it was. Fu- I thought about that weeks ago. <laughs> been holding that one in the back pocket. Oh boy. Oh yeah. That's why that's why I wanted to do it again because I've been thinking about it for so long. Um, you, you needed it to be perfect. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> we want to talk about the animal. Well, I, I want to start off this time. podcast by saying if where we watch this movie so you don't have to. Do not buy yeah. this movie. Do not support this movie. Don't give this movie any money, okay? I, it's, it's a, we watched, it's a, yeah, it's a very bad it movie. It wasn't that bad. We, well, oh, Damien, uh, I'm on. surprised. It, it, it was not but, that bad. It was not great, but it was not like this horrible piece of shit movie. No, but I'm saying don't be. give it any money. Are you kidding me? You watch way worse movies than this and call them do I, good. Do I give them money? Yes, you do. What one? You have the animal on DVD. <laughs> yeah, at some point I gave this movie money. But Damien, I, I've yeah. changed. <laughs> I've watched. I've watched kind of a lot of. I've been, you know, not limiting myself. I've been watching a lot of movies lately, and I've been watching a lot of bad movies. Oh yeah. And I got. I gotta say, this is one of the worst movies I've seen in a long time. <laughs> I mean that's part of the charm is how bad it is though. It, it has like it, its jokes. It yeah, has it good made, jokes. It made me laugh a, f- a few times, but then other times I was like, "What the hell is going on? What was the vibe on set to make people think this was gonna do well?" <laughs> well, we this is a movie. Uh, the uh, you might be wondering uh, wh- why bring Damien to watch this movie. This Wh- movie was a classic in my family. Yeah, you, it was. Do you want to reveal your history with the animal? I think my sister's probably watched this movie a thousand times. That's hilarious. And you quote it quite a bit. Uh, the car keys bit. That's a good line. And uh, <laughs> he's good. I think. The, yeah, that one. And then I think there was. There might have been another line, but I can't remember right now. Yeah, but you always do the what's in your, what's in my butt. <laughs> That's I, a good line. I uh, um, remember seeing this movie at the drive-in, um, double billed with a Knight's Tale uh, <laughs> as a kid, and I, <laughs> I, and I don't, it's not the only time I saw it because I remember really liking it as a kid. So I watched it a few times as a kid. But um, the the line I remember the most growing up that I like right now that uh, that constantly like goes around in my head sometimes when I'm in a public washroom is when he says they should have one of these those blowjobby thingies thingies I mean handjobby thingies like <laughs> I remember that pretty pretty vividly. Yeah, well, I mean, hey, I'd rather c- watch this in a Knight's Tale. Well, I'm. Uh, I, I, I think I would much rather watch A Knight's Tale than watch The Animal. <laughs> but yeah. I- I'll say this. I'll say this. Uh, Colleen Haskell was, uh, when it came out in uh, in 
2001 when I was a kid because I was a big fan of that first season of Survivor and obviously Amazon and I think Africa had aired at this point. Um, I was so excited that Survivor's were turning up in movies. Like, I was so excited that Colleen Haskell was in a movie. I don't know if I even remembered her from Survivor, but I just love the fact that, yeah, Survivor is so huge, and I love it, so, yeah, I'm validated for loving it because this person from Survivor is in a movie, a Rob <laughs> well, Schneider it, movie. It says here, too, Edward Asner uh, was in The Bachelor. That's It has... Colleen's uh, TV survivor, Colleen Haskell, and then it has Edward Asner, The Bachelor. The Bachelor with uh, Chris O'Donnell? Oh, like not the... Uh, the movie, not the TV show. Oh, I thought that was the TV show, The Bachelor. You think, you think Ed Asner was on The Bachelor? Do you yeah, know who Ed so. Asner is? Do you think he's handsome enough to be? <laughs> do you think he? Do you think he was the Bachelor? Uh, Brett like Michaels 30? was on a Bachelor type show. <laughs> so was Flavor Flav. Rock of Love Asner on the Bachelor. I really would funny. love that. That would be so funny. Like really old Ed Asner too, not like a young one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> This is the uh, sexy uncut version that we watched. And Joel, you said you didn't watch the sexy uncut version. I think I watched the theatrical version, whatever version is on Hoopla. If you thought your regular version was raunchy, wait until you get your eyes on this cut. I think I I've know. only seen the regular, and I don't remember any different scenes. <laughs> Nothing stood out as I don't remember that. I think I zoned out quite a few times, too. And I, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, well, growing up, I... There was, like, I, I was struck watching this movie about how much sex stuff there was, because that mm. I do not remember very much as a kid. I remember him slapping the ass of a goat, but I don't think it, I clued in, because 2001, I was eight years old. I, I don't know how much I knew about sex. I don't know that I really knew that he wanted to have sex you with haven't, a goat. You haven't had your sexual awakening yet. Still? No. What movie I, was your sexual yeah. awakening? Um, well, I don't, I don't know. It didn't start with a movie, I guess. I don't know. I remember. (laughs) I remember being attracted to women and, you know, I I liked Angelina Jolie and Laura Croft, Tomb Raider. I liked, uh, I remember speaking, because this is a survivor podcast. One of my first crushes was Danielle DiLorenzo from in, in season 12. Panama. Right. But I think we talked about that in Heroes versus Villains. Anyway, uh when we did, when we did that recap. Um I do want to talk a bit of, uh, how do you how do you guys think Colleen Haskell does cuz uh, did you are you guys watching Borneo at all? Did you watch Borneo? No, we didn't watch it before this. You've obviously seen it though, Cody. Uh back in the day, yeah. Yeah. Um I rewatched Borneo last week and Colleen, I can see why Colleen Haskell, a movie producer, would see Colleen Haskell and be like, oh, my gosh, we got to put her in this movie. She is the most charming person. Uh, like a bunch of articles online call her the first survivor sweetheart. Like she is she's extremely charming on the show and and also like openly sexy, like talks about like the first yeah. sh- "Quote unquote showmance with her and Greg. They're, they don't get together, but she like jokes around to the camera and just like like what's going on with you and Greg? And she goes, "Well, me and Greg, the relationship is just all sex, you know." And obviously, well, uh, she's she's joking around. That Go didn't on. come out in this movie. She she stank up the whole film. You don't think she's very she good? Awful. I thought she was awful in this movie. She was by far the worst. <sighs> The worst uh, actor in this, by far. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, she's extremely stiff. Um, it doesn't come across. Um, but I, I also don't blame her very much for the for that because no, she. No, no, that's true. Uh, she doesn't get a lot to do, and also the. Have you? Do you guys believe how quick they yachty? Spoilers for the ending of the animal. Um, <laughs> They, they're looking no, for the, I already said, do not buy this movie. Yeah. Let us watch it for you. At the end of the movie, it's revealed that Colleen Haskell is the real animal that's been doing all the crimes around the city. And that's so yada yada. Like, 
they well, they, yeah, she's she's the villain and the hero. Yeah, it's so weird. It's like we it's revealed that she's the animal, and then she and Rob Schneider make out a bit, and then the the mob comes, and then the black guy says that it's him, and and yeah, nobody they really, cares. They really they really tie up the ending very poorly. Yeah, not it, a lot is really explained, and things just are okay. It's a it's a really strange movie, and. A lot you can see uh, a movie podcast I I listen to. They say that it's uh, you you can see the yellow pages in a script. You can see how much a movie is rewritten around all the things that are happening around it. And this movie is like textbook that. Like it reminds me of an '80s comedy where it's just like uh, it's just all premise. You know, it's all like it's like Encino Man. You know, where it's. <laughs> Or it's just like gag after gag after gag, and and they're like writing it as as it comes, and I don't know. It, yeah, it just it's so lazy at at some points, and I don't know. Some sometimes the, it's the like studio oh, studio had this pres this uh, premise, and then ran to a writer and said, "We need it in a month." Yeah. Well, did you see uh, the uh, who got writing credit? Uh, Rob Schneider, didn't he? And and Tom Brady. Yeah. And Tom Brady. It's not the I, football player. I know Brady. it's not the football player. It'd be really funny if it was like between plays. He's writing pages for the animal. <laughs> he's on the sidelines. <laughs> people, people think that he's like going over their 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 plays notes and stuff, but he's actually writing the animal. He's writing the mailbox scene from the animal. Yeah. <laughs> well, you'll like this, uh, Damien. Uh, on the special features, we'll have to go on and play it. <laughs> they have a "What's in Marvin" game. Oh yeah, we didn't play that. Yeah, we need to play. We that didn't one. even touch the special features. I think that's going to be a whole other. Episode. Hey, I did my yeah. homework and watched the the uh, whole season of Survivor, and you guys are, are aren't even going through the special features of your the animal DVD. Watching it was enough, Joel. Your another one of your harebrained ideas. <laughs> hey, the animal was your idea. No. Yeah, we. I didn't know. Uh, it was my. I-, I didn't know Colleen Haskell was in it. No, I mean, uh, we, maybe I mean, it was my idea to do this series, and maybe I, I brought up the animal. But when I said let's do a movie, you said let's do the animal. Well, yeah, because you brought it up as one that you wanted to do. Well, yeah, for sure. But you were the one that really pushed us over the edge to watching the animal this week, and it doesn't even matter. Who cares? <laughs> Um. Anyway. Um, All right. Trying to push the blame on me. Well, I I feel like we're we're already almost done talking about the animal. We've been only been talking for thirteen minutes. We need to, Cody. I want to hear more about what you thought of this movie, and what you thought of Colleen Haskell. Um. I mean, I I wasn't against Colleen Haskell as much as uh, Damien was. I did think she was like a bargain bin Joey Lauren Adams. Hmm. Yeah, she does look like Joey Lauren Adams. Whoa. Yeah. And and Joey Lauren Adams, I think I can't remember what year. I think it might be the same year as this movie is in Big Daddy. Big she, Daddy. She's she's the Yeah, uh, that's what I was thinking. And Rob Schneider's in that. Were you guys Rob Schneider fans? Did you like Rob Schneider growing up or was he just like you liked him because yeah. he was in the Sandler movies or I I feel like I I liked him because he was in Sandler movies for sure, mm-hmm. but I had the reason why I have this movie is because I have uh, up until I want to say Grown Ups, I collected every single Happy Madison movie. So did you get Buck, so I have, Bucky Larson, Born to Be a Star? Uh, no, I think that was after Grown Ups. Oh, okay. It, that's that came out I think the same year as Jack and Jill and that's where I drew the line. Right. But I have their only uh, scary Madison movie, their horror movie. What is it? Um, uh, it's uh, what's that movie called? The Shortcut. I don't know that movie. Yeah, it has uh, um, our friend of uh, the other podcast that Damien and I host, uh, Daniel Maslany, in it. Oh, yeah. There you go. Oh, from uh, Orphan Black. <sighs> <laughs> his sister, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh well, it's like they're both in it. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Um, um, but yeah, so I collected all of these movies. So for Rob Schneider, 
I mean, uh, yeah, I, I was okay. I was okay with them. You got John Schneider uh, uh, produced this. You got the... Is that his dad? His dad is actually... This, this movie was dedicated to his father, and his dad is named Marvin Schneider. And when you see the picture of his dad, that's actually a picture of Rob Schneider's dad, Marvin. So his uh, oh, really? the main character in The Animal is the, the buffoon... Uh, and uh, the lead character of the animal <laughs> is named after Rob Schneider's father in a in a touching a touching tribute. I was gonna say, how would you feel as as uh, Rob Schneider's dad in heaven, and he's like dedicating this movie to him? Yeah, yeah. God's like <laughs> he's already disappointed. God's like, hey, Marv, uh, w- w- uh, your son uh, dedicated movie to you. Want to you want to watch? He's like, oh, sure. And he watches, and he's and he starts puking in heaven. <laughs> He's just so embarrassed, and all the angels are laughing. At him. Yeah, they beat the shit out uh, of him. <laughs> Damien and I saw Rob Schneider do stand up like a year ago, around yeah. now. At, yeah. Was that at Comedy Bar? No, no, at the Budweiser stage. Oh, opening for Sandman. He, he opened. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think. Well, I know. And, I know. Around that time, Rob Schneider went to Comedy Bar and did a yeah. set. And uh, apparently he did transphobic jokes, is what I heard. Yeah. I think he did those, too. Uh, yeah. It, it, he had a very problematic set. He had mm. um, questionable uses of accents. Um, and oh, I don't know. He just... Uh, he he gets, didn't seem happy to be there. No, he didn't seem happy to be there. And no one was that happy to see him. Yeah. <laughs> um, the only time they were happy to see him was when he came out during Adam Sandler's one song. Okay. Right, right, right. Or right. two songs. He came out during two. And then the other guy... Uh, he was, was that much guy? more happy for that. Yeah. The other guy that's in a lot of Sandler movies... I can't remember. ...was also... It came out, too. So everyone was going nuts. Nick Swartzen? Of... No. Um, it's the guy... Uh, I only know Little Nicky off the top of my head because I just watched that one recently, too. But he's, like, one of the metalheads that helps him in Little Nicky. He usually has a wonky eye in the movies. Oh, that, like, gravelly guy? Yeah. I think I know who you're talking about. But but like if but what, who's the guy from Grandma's Boy? This is good audio, by the way. Alan Covert. Okay. <laughs> um, Alan Covert, yeah. This, why isn't this good audio? <laughs> We're not doing like visual. No, I, um, uh, <laughs> yeah, we've been acting this out the whole time. Did, over here. Yeah, did, I was doing a scene. I will say <laughs> from Little Nicky to help Joel. <laughs> I will say that. Uh, or, I, or I'd like to ask you guys: Is that does Rob Schneider bring up Colleen Haskell and his set at at Budweiser stage? Did he bring her up? <laughs> I, I I don't believe he did. <laughs> I mean, he did have ten minutes on the animal exclusively. Really? But, uh, he didn't even he didn't talk about her at all. Well, yeah, he talked once. he talked about Ed Asner's season of The Bachelor. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I mean, I think Ed could have went out with any of them. I wonder if the fact that he picked Veronica is bizarre. <laughs> I wonder if Rob Schneider is a Survivor fan. If if it was his choice to pick Colleen Haskell, because he is writing credits on this, you know, this is his first non douche Bigelow movie. Mm-hmm. So, well, in a way, Rob Schneider is a survivor. Yeah, he survived SNL. That, that that's no heavy task. He still has a career afterwards. And Sherry or Terry can't mention. say the same thing. Go on, sorry. <laughs> I, I also want to mention, with you asking us if we're a Rob Schneider uh, fan, mm. uh, I, I think we can both go on record with, uh, no, we're not a fan of uh, his transphobic jokes, his racist jokes, or his anti-vax uh, theories. Is that true? He's an anti-vaxxer? Yeah. And he ticks off all the boxes of, oh, man. I don't want to be around this guy. Yeah. yeah. Jesus. Oh my god! And it, it must have really hurt you when you found out your comedy hero was anti-vaxxer, huh? Yeah, that really did strike me hard. Well, I mean, we ha- we we uh, didn't record an episode last week for the listeners, a because you know we didn't feel like it was the right time, but b it was definitely not the right time to be talking about a uh, known racist Rob Schneider movie where he plays a cop. <laughs> 
Yeah. That already... Yeah, and... That already... You can even argue that it's never the right time to talk about yeah. it, but here we you are. You could definitely argue that. Um, uh, that's why I wanted to keep the discussion more Colleen Haskell... Uh, um, Based, but you know, there's not much to but talk. There's not much to talk facts. about her. Yeah, and there's weird racial politics in this movie as well. Like weird jokes about by the the uh, Rob Schneider's black friend who's uh, saying things that kind of aren't true and are played for laughs. And uh, I don't know. What do you guys think of that th- that part of the movie? If you want to explain it for the listeners. <laughs> oh yeah, sure. Have me fucking explain <laughs> this. Um, yeah, I mean it, it's a problematic thing, and though, and for some reason, it's a running thing throughout the whole movie where it has a. a well, it's the yeah, only thing that character talks thing. about. Yeah, yeah. Because how else were they going to resolve the the movie? I guess within so. the time that they had. Yeah, yeah. So basically, in this in this movie, um, his friend is saying that people are only nice to him uh, when he's black, and he gets away with things because he's black. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, I think it starts off with um, the waitress like serving him first. Mm-hmm. And you're meant to believe as a viewer, like, oh, like she's just serving him first. But then at the end, when Rob Schneider, they all want Rob Schneider to go to prison for this, uh, for killing uh, people or whatever, Colleen Haskell no, to go a, to prison. It was a cow. Or for killing a cow? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they kill, he killed a cow and attacked. stole a bunch of food or attacked someone. But no right. one was killed. Yeah. Right. So they they wanted uh, they wanted justice on Rob Schneider, but then his friend steps up for him. And when his friend steps up and says uh, that he did it, um, everyone no longer wants any uh, justice. Yeah. And Norm, Mac- Norm MacDonald has a line in there. Yeah. yeah. It's um Norm's cameo is very strange in that movie. I too. think it's pretty yeah. funny. I, I laugh. That's oh, I that's one too. of the parts I thought was really funny was Norm's cameo. But yeah, it's just a weird. Yeah. I mean, we're three white guys, and but so we're you know why should we be talking about this? But it was it was weird. It it, it definitely hasn't aged well because I don't I don't know. It's just a weird thing to have this sort of thing in two thousand one. Almost they're presenting it like. He's he's finding something to be upset about. He's calling it reverse racism. You know what I mean? Where it's it seems like something that's very written by a white person uh, or perhaps a racist person like Rob Schneider. Um, uh, it's saying like, oh, this black person is ups- is upset that he thinks it's racist that somebody's being nice to him instead of you know you know it it, it just. It, it 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 made me feel a little icky every time they brought it up, and the fact that that's the only thing that that character talks about. It just like uh, I I didn't want to not bring it. I wanted to kind of uh, speak through that because it was it was so strange to me, and I, I don't like it's the, even if you thought that was funny back in the day, it's not the sort of thing you laugh at, laugh at either. It's kind of just like huh, okay, you know, it's. Everything else is, it's not a political movie. So when you add something like that, it just seems like, oh, let's make this character black and let's make him do this thing that, that, that ends up being uh, a plot point in the end very sloppily. Very, it's very sloppy. I, yeah, I mean, this is a movie written by two white guys. So I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, well, what more I, can you say? I, on I don't know why I'm expecting better of the animal, but you know, they went there and <laughs> and so I'm just talking about it now. I, you know, I I didn't want to not talk about it, like ignore that like gaping gash yeah. of yeah. So uh, so for the folks at home, every single thing pointed for us to not do an episode on this, mm-hmm. and here we are doing an episode on it. But I do. But at the same time, I do want to just these kind of, go on. Sorry, yeah, I, I cut you off. At the same time, like these are uh, these are ty- the type of movies that added to uh, the systemic racism that were um, like we've always been dealing with, sure, right? Sure, and that uh, and that we're trying to get rid of here with these uh, protests, and you know, it's it's all a work in progress, and I mean. We're all uh, guilty of it. We watched this movie. We probably laughed at this when we were younger. Mm-hmm. And um, it's kind of watching back on this and seeing these types of things. Um, 
you know, it's it's a learning experience at the t- same time because this was a movie um, that I think all of us enjoyed when we were kids. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's yeah. I mean, you go back and you hear a lot of the you see you he, see a lot of the jokes in these Happy Madison movies, and even just like a few years ago, Ridiculous Six, and I, it's just all a lot of just dumb, obvious, racist, homophobic jokes that uh, I, I don't know. It just it. it it, it, it uh, I don't know why they choose to make those jokes still, and and obviously so many people, um, like we are in the comedy community, and there's people that you know I'm mostly not friends with. I typically don't like these people who are these free speech guys that claim that they're allowed to joke about anything, and at a certain point you're like, yeah, sure, if you want to say that you're allowed to joke about anything, go ahead and joke about it, but at a certain point nobody's gonna laugh at that and you have to start thinking about like who's laughing at that fucking assholes mm-hmm. um and i mean i'm going on a rant that this is getting kind of far away from uh happy madison movies and the animal but um but th- that is a good point because you can say that it is of this era but we have a happy madison movie today like the ridiculous six that came out what a couple of years ago yeah, it's not something that's really changed in the happy madison milieu it, yeah it's it's still it's still problematic yeah mm-hmm. and so these movies are still coming out mm-hmm. you know and the ridiculous six is one of the most watched movies on netflix yeah i didn't watch the wrong missy the uh david spade movie but the whole premise seems sort of misogynist to me, to be honest. Um, uh, so I, I kind of stayed away from it. But I did want to watch it because I know Lauren Lapkus is hilarious. Yeah, yeah. I'm a, I'm a big Lapkus fan. But she's, she's definitely the funniest part about the movie. You guys watched it? Um, I, I haven't. Yeah, I did. Uh, it's bizarre because David Spade is written as this, like, grade A hunk. <laughs> like, 10 out of 10. <laughs> And it's the most bizarre thing. It's not, like, being satirical. It's not, like, on the nose or anything. No. He is genuinely written as if he's, like, Brad Pitt or George Clooney, and everyone would want to date this man. He even has a line in the movie, and it's not a winky line. It's nothing like that, where he says uh, to the Missy that he meant to go out with, who is this model in the movie. She's like Miss America or whatever mm-hmm. model. And he says, I know we're both 10 out of 10s, but I can't stop thinking about this other girl. Does he end up going with Lauren it's Lapkus in bizarre. the end? Yeah. Oh, okay. Huh. Well, good. Um, uh, spoilers for, <laughs> for spoilers for the wrong Missy. Anyway, um, uh, <laughs> we're spoiling every movie. Uh, well, we should spoil all these movies so no one watches yeah. them. Um, uh, but th- let's let, let's. Uh, uh, Damien, do you want uh, to say anything before we move on from this topic? Uh, about uh, problematic things in the Happy uh, Madison universe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or or just in comedy uh, in general. Well, well, for sure, for sure. I mean, I mean, I think a lot of it too is uh, like so much of it is, is coming to a head, and we're 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 finally, I think, addressing a lot of these things that people just let happen again and again. And I think that's also why those movies are still being made because there are still a lot of people with a lot of money and a lot of influence who are still able to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I don't know how much longer people are going to let them kind of get away with it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't think we're. we're I don't think we should see. Because um, Rob Schneider has not only you know done, done racist things in his standup, but also has played every race in an in a Adam Sandler movie. Every new Happy Madison movie, he's playing a new race. Uh, um, you know, like just trying. I'm going to be Hawaiian this time. I'm going to be a Chinese this time. I'm going to be this this time and this. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. At a certain point. We need to just be like, hey, Netflix, like, stop letting, letting, uh, hey, Happy Madison, Netflix, stop letting Rob Schneider be whatever ethnicity he wants to be. I think the other thing about it, too, is I don't necessarily think it's coming from, like, a malicious kind of place either. I think that's another problem with Mm. it is, is that 
they don't necessarily see it as something like, well, I'm not trying to be hurtful or mean or anything. Well, yeah, I mean that's well, well at this, well at the same time, being exactly that. Yeah, exactly, and I th- and, and I think that's I think that's that's a huge thing that I was talking about, like these these mm-hmm. assholes in the comedy community that are that. Well, I didn't. How can I hurt you with my words? You know, like oh, I'm not meaning right. anything by it. I'm just trying to make you laugh, but. You're not making them laugh, you know. You're making them mm-hmm. them upset. So think about that. You know what I mean? Oh, you shouldn't yep. be upset about it. Well, they are upset. You can't. They can't control that. You know, if you're being like seriously racist and making them like think about like all these systemic issues and like you know, and they feel like you're perpetuating this and making it worse, then like you should fucking listen to that and not. Uh, get angry about it and want to double down on it. Yeah. And I think Joel, um, if, uh, if you're down, you and I go to these open mics and if you start doing this bullshit, we're shutting it down. Yeah. I mean, sure. I mean, uh, Joel, I, I, you and I are going to them. We're going to shut them down. I'll, I'll shut down all the open mics. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm I'm down to. I mean, here's unplug the thing. their mic. I, I host a lot of open mics, and I have been that asshole who's who like looks at somebody and like lights them early if they're doing bad material, or you know goes up and takes the mic away from them, and and like repeat offenders. I'll tell them that they can't do it. So I'm one of these you know cuck snowflakes that they that they complain about. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I mean, like, I mean, I, I sort of see it like, yeah, give them their day uh, in court, I guess, let them do their material. It's five minutes. But if, if, if there's like, if there's like one or two people left and they were all like comics who know this person is, I'm like, okay, fine. But if it's like a bunch of people there and they're like judging me for letting, letting him do this or they're triggered by it, like, I'm going to say, don't shut the fuck up. Stop talking. Cause there, there are people who, who go on stage and talk for five minutes and don't say a joke. It sounds more like they're reading a fucking manifesto. You know what I mean? Mm. I'm going on a rant now. Well, Sorry. I, I mean, well, that's the thing. Like, I mean, a lot of young comics make the same mistake of just wanting to be edgy. So trying things that yeah. are um, edgy and offensive because they've seen like the uh, the Louis C.K.'s of the world or whatnot. Yeah, Bill Burr's. And st- well, um, yeah. And that's the thing. Like you think like they, they think, oh, my God, it's so hilarious when Bill Burr does this and so hilarious when Joe Rogan does this. But. It takes a while to get to that point. And, you know, I, I don't love those yeah. comics either, but it takes a while to be really funny and so funny that you're kind of laughing more at this person and the material than you are laughing at, like, this marginalized group of people that it, maybe it's poking fun at. You know what I mean? Like, it's not... But it, I'm not saying that these comics are... Uh, it's it's just much more educated. It's much more practiced and uh, learned. There's a lot more craft. In yeah. Um, and, you know, we, I don't think Louis C.K. has aged at all, very well for a number of reasons. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah. But if you're a young comic listening to this podcast and you're thinking you're going to be edgy, don't do it. Yeah, well, well here's, here's another thing. I... I I really loved, um, uh, like, Mar- Maria Bamford and uh, Mike Birbiglia and these other comics who got really sort of, like, uh, were able to talk about mental health and real things in their life through their jokes. And my my mm. first l- little bit in comedy, I was trying to do that in my comedy. And it just wasn't working. It was falling flat on its face and blah, blah, blah. And people were more laughing at my delivery sometimes and when I was goofier and I'm like, oh, okay, then I'm going to stop doing that for a while. I'm not going to talk about mental health. I'm just going to get good first before I talk about what I want to talk about. You know what I mean? It takes a while to get to the point where you can be political. And I think uh, people that have spent most of their time in their basement um, or whatever, you know, in college or whatever, wherever you've been, um, and you come to do comedy for the first time, you're not going to be funny enough. You're not going to have good enough stage presence. You're not going to be a smart enough writer to, to be, f- f- 
do all those three things and be political and be edgy enough for us to like kind of cock our heads and go, oh, I see what he's talking about. Just start small. That's my advice to young comics. Like, don't don't bite off more than you can chew. I mean, you have to fucking learn that yourself. But there are there are. I'm fucking ranting. I'm sorry. There are open micers who who are edgy for years and years and are never funny. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I, the main thing I said, don't be edgy, but the main thing is don't punch down. Oh yeah, that's my yeah, that's another big thing too. Yeah. 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 Anyway. Um, but uh, there it is, folks. The animal. This is yeah. a this is a survivor podcast. So I did want to just talk about. Um, I did. I did watch Survivor Borneo. Sorry, guys. I know my camera's all mixed up there. Uh, well, Joel, let me ask you this about your um, experience watching Borneo. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's better, uh, Colleen's performance in Survivor or her performance in the anime? Well, here's the thing. She's not <laughs> that that first season, and a lot of the first seasons, but I think especially the first season, people weren't playing the game at all, and the only people playing the game at all were the final four. Um, and the rest of them were having so much fun. And it was, <laughs> in a weird way, really fun TV, especially Colleen and Greg and Jervis and, like, uh, Jenna and that gang. Like, the Pagong tribe was just, like, they were all just having so much fun. And uh, so it was like kind of infectious, you know, like watching and, you know, the fact that they had to vote people out and all this stuff. But they were like voting people out to make the tribe more fun and, you know, voting people out because they would like they were complaining too much and stuff like that. So it was like, okay, this is really charming. And then she's the she's the final one standing. And weirdly, she is the only Pagong member that even sort of plays the game because she sort of like at one point goes like, I mean, like, hypothetically, we could, me, Jervis, uh, Sean, and Jenna could change the game right now. I'm like, yeah, fucking do that. And they don't. They just let, uh, even when the four, it's, it's the, the, the alliance of four makes it all the way to the end, right? And they merge at 10. And the first merge uh, vote, the famous merge vote, where it's like six people all voting for different people. So it's, so it's seven people are voted for, and then four people vote for Gretchen. So it's like all over the place, this merge vote. The first merge boot is Gretchen, and she's the only person in that vote out of ten people that gets more than one vote against her. It's insane. Um, and at that merge, it, um, the vote for Richard comes from our favorite Colleen. But Colleen's extremely charming. She seems to get along with everybody. She's charmed everybody. And in her confessional, she's very brutally honest, you know, um, complains about Rich, complains about Rudy. Oh, I was thinking about this. What You guys know Broody Bosch. Like, what would, how would the animal be, animal be different if instead of casting Colleen Haskell, they cast Rudy Bosch? You don't think Rudy Bosch would be instead of Ed Asner from The Bachelor? <laughs> I no. I think it's funnier I to love interest. I I think it's funnier to think about Rudy Bosch getting slapped in the ass by Rob Schneider. That would be. I think it'd be really funny if he had that interaction in the men's room with them instead. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be when pretty he good. Says the the blowjob or the yeah exactly or. the Freudian slips. But you, you don't really know Rudy. No, not well. You only know. Uh, you only know Jervis and Richard. Mm-hmm. Those are the only two that Damien's seen. How does? Uh, how well, do you I, know? I know Richard from. Uh, hmm? How do you know Richard? Well, we watched the Celebrity, Celebrity Apprentice. Apprentice. And how do you know Jervis? And, and All Stars. And All Stars. Well, yeah. well, Rudy's in All Stars. Oh yeah, Rudy is in All Stars. I forgot about that. Yeah. He oh he hurts his toe. Yeah, yeah. And then Rupert feels bad about voting him out. Yeah, I forgot about then that. Then Rupert goes on to uh, hurt his toe in Heroes versus Villains. He does. Uh, My toe. Yeah. Everyone was getting was everyone getting hurt that season? Is that the one with like the shoulder dislocating and everything? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah, Jervis. Uh, we watched um, the Tyson season. Blood yeah. versus Water. We haven't finished that yet. Yeah. Was it Blood versus Water? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. yeah, Jervis screws over his knees. Mm-hmm. They vote him. 
right, right, vote right. her out yeah. because yeah. he's so cocky. Yeah, yeah. Jervis is 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 funny on uh, on uh, Borneo compared to his Blood versus Water performance because he he seems like everybody likes him even when he's kind of being a dick. People still like him, and I feel by the time he gets the Blood versus Water, everyone just hates him the whole time. Yeah, he's really kind of a dick that whole season. I feel yeah, like he seems like oh, everyone likes me, and he can just say whatever he wants. But he's like, "What are you doing?" Which is sort of uh, maybe maybe he he learned the wrong lessons from Borneo. Um, yeah, because at one pers- p- point, Jervis says um, to a tribe of mostly women. At this point, he says, "The only thing dumber than uh, women are cows." In Borneo? Guys, are you there? Yeah, we're here. In Borneo, he says in, that. In but Borneo? he's like he says it as a joke and he immediately wow. apologizes, but it's still like, sort of like the women are like, Jervis, what the fuck? Why did you say that? And then he, he ends up blaming yeah. it, he blames it on Joel, because Joel laughs really hard at it. And uh Joel gets voted out that night. What the fuck? What? Yeah. It seems like the only reason he apologized is because he people weren't happy about it, and then they're blaming the guy because he was probably surprised by what the fuck the guy just said. Yeah, exactly. Or he was also a piece of shit. I don't know. I think I think that the, the the message from the girls in their confessionals they were sort of, they were like, and and by the way, Colleen Colleen is the one of the first narrators. You know, her and Rich are like the narrators of that season. Um, Colleen kind of speaks it like, yeah, Jervis said that thing, but. Um, She's, she sort of basically says that Joel has a lot of mi- microaggressions towards the women, so they think that Jervis oh, is, okay. is the most... Uh, mis- uh, sorry, that Joel is, is more misogynist than, uh, right. than Jervis. Right. There's not a good, so a not a good serving, is a showing for Joels in Survivor. Um, uh, mm. the, the only other Joel is from, uh, from Fans vs. Favorites, and he's the big fucking huge guy. Remember? Yeah. Oh, I remember. Yeah. The Joel's Joel's aren't don't have a great showing. We need a better survivor Joel. Yeah. And I volunteer as tribute. The, jo- and the Joel from Out Laugh in uh, in Toronto was a real uh dunce. <laughs> Wait, are you uh talking about uh you this Joel? <laughs> uh, hey, maybe. not as not as bad as uh 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 the Outlaugh Damien from season two. Yeah, that's true. Oh, you mean uh, runner-up? The runner-up. Yeah, you and Cody yeah, both took... We're both runner-ups. Right. I'm the merge boot. Same same amount of votes. So. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm tr- trying... There's no... Pretty cool. There's no, I got, I got one more, didn't I? No, you got the same amount. Uh, oh, I think I got but one Tamlin more. But Tamlin got one. Right. There's no Cody on Survivor, but there is Candace and John Cody from Blood vs. Water. Oh, <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, that's that's who you have to root for now. No, your favorite. They hate they hate uh Brad Culpepper. Yeah, they hate Culpepper. The in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> Damien loves Brad Culpepper. Oh, I don't love Brad Culpepper. <laughs> He's such a ding dong. Um uh, but what else uh what else do we got here? Are we winding down? I don't well I guess these have been many. These episodes have been a little bit shorter. Yeah, we've been going for about 43 minutes right now. But, I mean, I do, like, like, to talk to me about Colleen Haskell, I'm like, yeah, she's great. But she was only in one movie. She was in an episode of uh, that 70s show. She wasn't in, you know, she's a lead in this movie. She's the romantic lead in this movie. And it was sold in the trailers. The animal was, like, starring Rob Schneider and from Survivor. Colleen Haskell, and then it was like this, like glamour shot of Colleen, you know, um, like yeah. it was it was sold as Colleen from Survivor is in a movie with Rob Schneider. It was totally made to just get people yeah. to come out and see it because, like, you like I Survivor? Had no idea about that. No, I had no idea about that. I didn't know that there was someone from Survivor in it until Cody told me there was yeah. last week. So even then, I, I didn't know. It was a huge deal yeah, for me. They, huge deal. 
the the thing that I think happened, I think when this movie flopped, based off of career trajectory, I think they were like, well, that was Colleen's fault, but Rob, let's give him... Uh, Several more movies, yeah, the hot chick. Yeah, the hot chick, Deuce Bigelow. Well, it was the same people doing it, so I don't know if it was they were giving him more, they just had enough people behind it. They're like, we could try it again. Give us some more. Well, Well, I I think the same Tom Brady, he, he worked on... The hot uh, chick. The hot chick. Yeah. And uh, I think he did Bucky Larson as well. But they also gave, uh, yeah, they gave Nick Swartzen a shot, mm-hmm. and they gave David Spade a shot, but they only seemed to give them one. For some reason, Rob Schneider got a lot. Well, Rob Schneider and Rob, Sh- Rob Schneider, David Spade, and Napoleon Dynamite were all in the, the, the bench warmers together. Yeah. Oh right, so they gave, <laughs> that's true. All of them. Were I I, I got to say is like Rob Schneider, as problematic as he can be, he's still probably the most likable of a lot of the Happy Madison side people. I oh, yeah. there, there's I disagree. Uh, he's probably my you least think favorite. So? Yeah, he's probably my least favorite. I think he's he's got he's got a bit more of that like like hangdog kind of underdog feel to him, right. and I think that's probably why he was a little more held on to than some of the others i think yeah i, I think he's, david spade's a tough sell for elite yeah, yeah david spade he is not a likable no guy. no he's very unlikable it's very confusing to see him as your hero as the hero but that's what i mean as far as like the the happy madison mainstays go he's he's probably the most you know well trying to be likable. it's you know it's weird in in the bench warmers speaking of which uh Schneider kind of plays the Sandler role, like the hero, um, and right, and yeah, then the athlete. and then Spade and Napoleon Dynamite are are like the 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 mega nerds. Yeah, I think Schneider's supposed to be a great A hunk in that movie. Yeah, too. he is. He's he's going with Molly Sims in that movie. Um, he's pretty buff, isn't he? Yeah, kind of the same as this one. I think. Yeah, he always had that kind of like. Yeah, he's so muscular. Sh- he's tone, so short. It's so clear that Colleen Haskell is 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 taller than him in this movie too. Um, well, well, no. Well, I'll say this about Colleen Haskell. I don't think that Hollywood stopped casting her. I think she because she, she she made a. Uh, I th- yeah. I read on some rumor site that she like didn't like getting hit on all the time by by producers and all this stuff. And Ashton Kutcher hit on her. Uh, at uh, that 70s show set, and that pissed her off. Really? And, wow. And, like, when they asked her to come back for All-Star, she said no. And, like, in, like, a pointed way was, like, it's not – at that point in my life is over. I don't want to do stuff like that. I don't want to yeah. be in the limelight anymore. Like, it, like it, it had this sort of, like, you know, punch mm-hmm. to it where it was, like, I'm, some... I'm, done with, I'm done with movies. I'm done with Survivor. Mm-hmm. She did some production work after this too. Yeah, and I think she fell out of it, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, I mean, speaks to the industry, right? Like it yeah. ran her right out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Especially kind of coming into the industry from not being in it in any way as well. Right? Yeah, mm-hmm. like coming in as a complete outsider. Mm-hmm. She was just in school. She was yeah. just a student. She was she was uh, yeah. at school for advertising. She wasn't even done school, and then she got back from Survivor. And finish school. I don't even know if she got was able to like. I don't think she finished school before she fin- filmed the animal. Yeah, I mean, uh, and she's she's yeah, off. She the, probably just had a bunch of opportunities at her door at that yeah, time. And she's off the map. Survivor was such a big show; it's not surprising. Well, and she was the sweetheart, and and you see at the, in the uh, the reunion, like the the. Because back then, what's his name? Brian Gumpel, Gumbel was, was hosting the reunion shows, not Jeff Probst. He was like, Colleen, we got to know. Are you still dating? Uh, are you still with, with, with Greg? Are you in love? Or what's the story here? And she's like, listen, I've got this question so many times. I've answered this question so many times. Just go to Greg, you know? And it, 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 it's just like, oh, my gosh. She's just like, She's like the poster child. She's like the no. She's like the magazine cover. She's like the the girl that's like everyone's talking to. She's like the one that we're gossiping about. You know, she's the celebrity. Where 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 Patch is sort of like this this person that represents the season in terms of gameplay, and he's a winner and stuff. Where Colleen is sort of like she's the actress of the season. She's the star. She's the Julia Roberts, Meg Ryan. Mm Hmm. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, it makes you think how many offers Survivor contestants get. Did Rupert turn down a bunch of movies? I would love to see. He was supposed to be in one of the Santa Claus movies. You think so? Maybe. He was supposed to be the Santa Claus. He was supposed to play he was supposed to play Mrs. Claus in Santa Claus too. Yeah. And uh probably turned down Castaway. Yeah, and <laughs> He he was actually supposed to play the goat and the animal. Oh yeah. man. Okay, so there's two uh very sexy scenes in the animal, one where Rob Schneider has sex with a mailbox and one where he has sex with a goat. Um so I wanted to, I told you guys I would do this before we started recording, but I wanted to play a new uh, Joel Would You Rather segment and say, Cody, Damien. Wait, did you steal my Would You Rather segment just, and make it your Would You yes, Rather segment exactly, now? exactly. That's exactly it. Um, uh, it's, uh, the cards are all on the table. Oh. Um, <laughs> Cody, Damien, would you rather have sex mm-hmm. with a mailbox or have sex with a goat? Uh, I'll probably take. The the wait is the mailbox on the street, or can you like bring it back home for a secret time? Well, I think we should do it the way it is in the movie, and uh, it it's on the street, and the goat is in front of uh, the the uh, yeah the guy from Scrubs, the farmer, and another police officer. Right. Yeah. Uh, probably the mailbox. Yeah, I I, I kind of agree. It's it's a little less shameful. I mean, you're going to jail either way because you're. Because it is on the on the public street, uh, you that you're having sex with the mailbox, but right. Well, what, where was the mailbox? Was it like it was on the street corner? Oh, it was. Or on the side of the street. I mean, the thing about that is that, quote unquote, having sex with the mailbox, yeah. you're basically just masturbating. If you're having sex with a goat, humping. You're, you're, but he yeah. was just humping it, right? Well, yeah, he just okay. humped it. Well, well no, but okay. but I'm saying yeah, have sex. Saying. You're just rubbing up against it. I mean, yeah, I'm not having sex with a goat, Joel, and I don't care how many times you want to see it. You Would you have sex with Rupert it. dressed as I'm a goat? I'm not doing it. Okay. Rupert dressed in as a goat. In front of the farmer and the guy that from Scrubs? The goat. <laughs> yeah, why not? That's the only way I'll do it. Yeah, if I'm going to do it, I might as well have an audience. Wait, <laughs> I just realized a plot hole in the animal. Does she say... Yeah. So we find <laughs> oh, out that really? Colleen Haskell is the you one that one? killed the the was... sorry that mauled the farmer. But do we find out why she killed the 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 cow? Why? She ate it. But because she... she's an animal and she's hungry. Remember Rob Schneider? He woke up yeah, the one but day she... in a butcher shop and he um, eating all the meat. She uh, said that she. Uh, um, had a reason for ma- she had a reason for mauling what? the, the, the she had a reason Joel. for mauling the farmer. This movie's ironclad. I don't know. Yeah. And the reason yeah, for mauling the cow was Yeah, but she's a vegetarian. She was but she's a vegetarian. This was an ironclad movie. Don't try to poke holes in it. But now she's an animal. She now was she's the animal. before she got turned and into an animal. And who the fuck w- Now she's an animal. And that and mad scientist, they should lock him up. You know, they should lock up that mad si- scientist. Yeah. Well, they gave him the Nobel well, Prize, and then he has to. He marries the badger well, milk lady. Oh, he... <laughs> right. And she has a big uh, X on her back, too. Mm-hmm. I just want to know where he got yeah. that giant hamster wheel. It, it reminded me. Mm. Hey, Joel, what did you think uh, about the That's another thing milk? I remember from being a kid is that how gross the badger milk looked. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Joel, you, with your shirt open like Thank that, you, you kind of look like the animal. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that take, a like picture. take a picture for the Instagram. The <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll take I'm one. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> Oh, I just got my finger. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, everybody. No, this I'm taking is great pictures. audio. Um, <laughs> but you're refusing well, to sit up. Like you're just well, leaning have you, back, uh, just have struggling. Have you listened to, to the Dax Shepard podcast? He sits in a recliner the, the whole time. 
the whole time. He's he usually he invites him up to his attic. Oh. Yes. And he just sits in a recliner. Joel, I want you to know that any time you think of asking me <laughs> if I've listened to the Dak Shepard podcast, I've never the answer to it. is always going to be no. <laughs> I've never listened From to it. From now and forever. <laughs> and uh, and uh, so and I heard Conan talk about it on his podcast. Mm. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. There's Conan no should have Colleen Haskell on his podcast. I would love to. I would love to hear Conan I rip it up with, with Colleen Haskell. Well, Conan's not a yeah. Uh, Jimmy Fallon is Jimmy Fallon is yeah. but Jimmy Fallon is yeah. Jimmy Fallon so maybe should be on the Jimmy Fallon podcast. Yeah, does he have a podcast? I don't know, but you've he been should. you've been writing to him, dear yeah, dearest dear Jimmy. Jimmy. I want to. Yeah. I want to be as Gorley. Yeah, Gorley's <laughs> funny on on Conan's podcast. Um, well, yeah. I think we're uh, about finished up with this. Any last thoughts <laughs> on this whole discussion we've had? I think the next movie we'll be doing is Colby Donaldson in Red Eye, uh, Wes Craven's Red Eye. I have never I seen it, so I'm I'm looking kid. forward to seeing. it. I, I just remember the trailers. Uh Rachel mm-hmm. McAdams, mm-hmm. uh Killian Murphy. I think Colby is Colby oh, yeah, is really movie. kind of in it. We're uh, not gonna be able to talk about him quite as much. Yeah, you yeah. You thought we had little to talk oh, about with guess this what? one. Wait I I um <laughs> the drive in in Oakville opened up this week, so I went uh and I saw the invisible man at the drive in and in the credits uh, there's a there's a special thank you to Jonathan Penner and Stacy Title, and yeah, and I always really? knew that Jonathan Penner had written the Bye Bye Man, but I didn't know that Stacy Title had directed it. Did you know that? Oh, I've not seen it yet. I heard that. I'd a like bad to see movie. it as well. Maybe we do that after Red Eye. We I don't know. I, I'm I'm. I'm a big fan of of Jonathan Penner and and uh, Stacy Title as well. Uh, I think that they're obviously struggling with ALS right now, but um, she seems to really be battling it, and they're able to communicate. I'd, but uh, it's it's pretty cool that she and him were partners like that, and and created the Bye Bye Man together. Well, uh, for the listeners at home, uh, have I mean, a vote. Tell us what you want us to do next. Do you want us to review a movie next, I, I, I do want to, at want some point, do the Survivor Improv. Improvised Survivor episode. Damien, any last, any last sort of message? Right. Like, why did your sister yeah. love this movie so much? Uh, oh, God, I, I couldn't tell you. I think it was a it was a weird time, and it was mm-hmm. one of the few DVDs that they had right. access to. <laughs> and I think my dad probably liked it too. So I blame I blame my dad, my father, yeah. for all the problems. Of well, everybody, um, you heard it here first. Um, thank you so much for listening, um, and thank you for. Uh, I hope you watched along with the with the animal with us, and. Uh, <laughs> No, no. Oh, right. I said for right. them I hope not you, to watch. I hope you didn't watch the, the animal. Do I hope you did not. watch Survivor Borneo. I hope you're a big fan of Colleen Haskell, uh, like we are, and uh, or not like Damien. And um, she's cute. I might like her. Damien, do you admit Borneo, that she's kind of so cute? Maybe we'll watch that. Okay. Um, uh, not my type. So no, I don't admit that. <laughs> what a what a fucking interview question over here. <laughs> I know. <laughs> fucking Larry King over here doing the hot questions. Uh, no, what I said was, attractive. do you admit she's kind of cute? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, feet to the fire. <laughs> she is certainly my type. I like a short-haired uh, vegan woman. Um, anyway. Mm. 
Joel, when you get canceled, it's going to be really awkward. <laughs> Why is that a canceled thing to say here? that I like strong vegans with short hair? Strong women with great you, personalities. Um, <laughs> I also will say thank you so much for listening, and I hope you're doing well out there. And uh, stay strong, everybody. And Black Lives Matter. Um, and uh, remember to rate, review, subscribe, and uh, thank you so much again for listening. And guys, thanks for podcasting with us. And uh, let's 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 have a good week.